Whether you have a general interest in health and wellness, or you are already a medical professional, we're here to provide you with tools and resources to make informed decisions about your health. This is House Call, part of Hackensack Meridian Health's award-winning podcast. Here, our expert providers will provide you with wellness tips, information, and general health advice. Thank you for listening. Amidst the joyous jingles and seasonal spreads of the holiday season, a gloomy fact also exists. Many studies have reported an uptick in holiday heart attacks and deaths during these months in comparison to other periods throughout the year. Dr. Sheila Sani, an interventional cardiologist at JFK Medical Center and Hackensack Meridian Health Medical Group, joins us on House Call, part of HealthU, to talk about this phenomenon. Welcome, Dr. Sani. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, I was doing research, and this topic is definitely intriguing to me. I came across a paper that looked at the timing of over 280,000 heart attacks that occurred in Sweden. This was a few years ago, 1998 and 2013. But the researchers found that in comparison to the two weeks before and after Christmas, heart attack risks were 37% higher on Christmas Eve, 20% higher on New Year's Day, and 15% higher on Christmas Day. What are your thoughts on these statistics? And you know, do you notice similar trends in your patients that come into the office? The statistics are real. When you look at an analysis, meta-analysis data of this topic, what we find collectively is an upwards of 33% of increased in cardiac deaths that occur during the holidays, particularly Christmas Day and New Year's Day. And oftentimes it was thought, oh, well, that just happens in cities that are in colder climates. But it's not true. It also happens in warmer cities like Los Angeles. So what we do have here is an issue with the holidays that usually bring about so much joy. But now they actually are times where your heart's at increased risk. And I do see this in my clinical practice. And there are a number of reasons we should talk about the holidays bring about in our lifestyle that are actually quite dangerous for our heart. So now what is the correlation between binge drinking and heart health? So back in 1978, there was a syndrome that was coined holiday heart syndrome. And historically, that syndrome was the relationship between cardiac arrhythmias, which are abnormal heart rhythms, and the use of alcohol that typically occurred over the holidays. And that main arrhythmia that is referred to with holiday heart syndrome is actually atrial fibrillation, which is when your heart beats irregularly. And what can happen with alcohol are a couple of manifestations and all of all of which is not completely understood to even cardiologists or researchers, but alcohol can increase your sympathetic nervous system to the nervous system that brings about that fight or flight response, and that increases blood pressure. Blood pressure going up affects the way our heart rhythms are, and for cases of atrial fibrillation can make your heart rhythms worse. So alcohol has that first primordial effect on your the rhythm of your heart and can cause dysarrhythmias, but also palpitations. And when it comes to heart rhythm disorders, even the hangover phase can be affected. And now I know during the holidays too, it's kind of part of our social tradition, at least for some families where alcohol is heavily involved. So that definitely is not good for your heart. Exactly. And that's why I think holiday heart syndrome now with 2020 approaching is much is much more than just cardiac rhythms. What we often see in clinical practice, particularly during this time where there's access to poor uh, food choices when it comes to holiday parties, you're going to find a lot of high salt items such as cheeses and cured meats, a lot of processed snacks 
extra desserts, and of course, alcohol. But all of that begins to add up. And then the other thing that happens is we start to travel. We're visiting family. All of a sudden, our routine escapes us. We're no longer exercising. Every now and then, we might be missing our blood pressure. And we're probably not getting in to see our doctor. And then, should you have a symptom, more than often during the holidays, we tend to defer. Patients tend to say, oh, I'll go in later. And they wait. And that's exactly what they should not do, especially if they have any risk factor for heart disease, such as diabetes, high cholesterol, or high blood pressure. Now, you mentioned a lot of fascinating factors here. So you mentioned, in addition to alcohol, you know, poor diet, lack of exercise. So let's kind of pick at those one at a time. In terms of diet, is is it really that strenuous on the heart to overeat in such a short period of time? Does overeating for, say, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas Eve, does that really play that much of a role in terms of your heart health? Absolutely. And that was the other part I wanted to discuss about holiday heart syndrome. I tend to see holiday heart syndrome more in the heart failure population. Because what happens when you intake salt is that fluid gets retained in your blood vessels. Your blood pressure goes up. You know, one salty meal can take your blood pressure from normal to abnormal. And if you have high blood pressure as a diagnosis, now your medications where you were normally well controlled are not going to be able to control you. So the impact can happen in one meal. And what tends to happen over the holidays is that out of love and affection, people get constantly invited to other meals. And those meals are high in salt. It's nonstop. I know even at the workplace, there's cookies galore all the, all of the time. It's it's a lot. You have to really fight for heart health during the holidays. So what are some tips for eating healthy during the holidays? I mean, you have your smaller portions, you have um, drinking more fluids, but you know, in terms of what you should be eating in a midst of this array of food, what are some of the healthier options? It's a great tip um, that I'd love to give all my patients, particularly when they travel, and this works for the holidays, stick to what's fresh on the table. So if you see carrots and celery and cucumber, when you eat fruits and vegetables, you actually are able to get salt out of the system. The way that vegetables are able to, because of their high potassium content, they can bring salt out of your body. So they're natural diuretics and they're very healthy for you. Stick to what's fresh, minimally processed, and avoid salty items. If you can limit your carbohydrates too later at night, that's a smarter way to also stick to higher energy, more healthful foods. And then I also saw something online in terms of eating more protein. So would you agree that's a smarter, healthier choice And when you're kind of perusing everything that you can eat? You definitely want to be smart about your pro protein. So if it, there's a choice between fresh fish and a pork loin, choose the fish. Um, there's more and more studies coming out that plant-based diets are so positive in terms of regression for heart disease. There needs to be more and more head-to-head -head trials on that. But one thing that's consistently true is that the Mediterranean diet, which is very high in good fats such as olive oil, avocados, nuts, and healthy fish has been shown to have a positive impact on your heart health. So when you're at that party, stick to eating fish, stick to eating fresh items and items that are in that are made in low fat or minimally processed. Now you also mentioned exercising. How realistically can somebody incorporate exercise into their routine, you know, when they're running around, wrapping gifts, running to this party? How can somebody do that? 
You know, I'm so glad you mentioned running around because stress during the holidays is something we really need to talk about. But let me answer your question about exercise. It's hard. Today, it's 22 degrees outside. I don't know how I would be able to convince anybody to go for a walk. But after that meal, some homes have stairs. Don't be afraid to go up and down those stairs after you eat a big meal. Grandma might look at you a little weird, but it's okay. <laughs> but it's okay because it's good for your heart and you got to get that blood flowing because what happens is after you eat, all that blood is going to rush to your belly. And it's important for you to mobilize your joints and mobilize the blood in the body to get everything circulating so that you digest the food faster and you sleep better. Also, drinking water after your meal will also help with digestion. But any movement that you can get in, it doesn't have to always be at the gym. If it's if there's sun outside, I know a lot of families do an early Thanksgiving. Go for that family walk. Bundle up because it's going to help your heart. Wow, these are all great tips. Now, tying this back into the stress. So there's the stress of running around, but I can also assume there's the stress of finances. There's the stress of maybe certain family dynamics. How, how important is stress and stress management in terms of being healthy and how do you combat that? Stress has a huge impact on our heart health and we tend to see a big surge of stress that happens subconsciously for all of those um, personal experiences that you mentioned, a lot of which are financial strain during the holidays and family interactions. Even the anticipation of a family interaction at a certain holiday dinner could create a big impact on your blood pressure, your stress level, and your endorphins. That if you're a heart failure patient or you're a high blood pressure patient, the littlest amount of stress could take you from normal to abnormal in your blood pressure. One of the ways you have to counteract that is to be aware that it's going to happen. So awareness is key. And the second aspect is to do breathing exercises because it's hard when you're so stressed and your mind is scattered and you're running everywhere to get that time in the gym, to get yourself exercising and relaxing. But a simple technique is to take a deep breath and to acknowledge that there's certain things that are out of your control. But even if you say them out loud, studies have shown that mindful meditation has had a positive impact in lowering blood pressure in just a few minutes. I feel calmer just listening to the soothness <laughs> of your voice right now, Dr. Sani. <laughs> now, are there people with certain pre-existing health conditions that should be particularly mindful of their heart health around this time of year? Anybody who's had a previous heart attack, um, anybody who has had difficult to control high blood pressure, because believe it or not, high blood pressure is the silent killer. And anybody with heart failure, cardiac arrhythmias, I mean, if you're, if you're a heart patient, you need to be careful during the holidays. What are some signs and symptoms that people should be cognizant of moving forward to know, okay, this is happening to me, I definitely need to seek help? Anything that's new that you feel between the navel and the nose that's brought on by any type of physical or emotional exertion needs to get checked out, especially in women. Anything that even the subtlest feeling, but more typically if you have a history of heart disease, shortness of breath, is always a telltale sign that something could be wrong in a patient who's had previous cardiac stents or heart failure. If your legs start to get swollen, if you start to feel your heart skip a beat, these are all warning signs that something's going on and you need to get checked out immediately. Now this is a silly question, possibly, um, maybe not for others listening, but 
when people have a heart attack, I assume it's not necessarily how the media portrays it, where somebody's clenching their chest, they're in dire pain, and then they fall to the ground, correct? You can have a heart attack and not necessarily know you're having a heart attack. You can absolutely have a heart attack and not know you're having a heart attack. We tend to see that more in women. Women, because of the phenomenon of how their heart attack occurs, their presentation tends to be more subtle. And it's quite scary because it's easy to get missed. Oftentimes, it's a new migraine or it's a sensation of feeling like a very bad episode of heartburn, but they're truly having a heart attack. At the same time, there is a subset of patients, particularly men, that do have a dramatic presentation. And one of the things that we see, Brianna, is that when women and men present to the emergency rooms, men get much quicker attention to the cath lab than women because they have that dramatic Hollywood presentation that everybody's expecting. But oftentimes women get triaged slightly different and they can get missed. And what we find is that women who present with heart attacks actually do worse than men. And a lot of that has to do with lack of awareness of how the symptoms at presentation can be different and how they might be getting a delay compared to their male counterparts. That's frightening. And I'm assuming that has to do with education on both the physician level and the patient level. It does. Wow. So now, do you have any more tips for just healthy heart holidays? I want everybody to focus on moderation. Too much of anything is never a good thing. So... So you're Get saying I much. can't stuff my face with mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if we had to choose a potato, I would tell you to go with the sweet potato. Because okay. regular potatoes cause large spikes in your insulin, and they're not good for patients who have diabetes. But some simple tips are to, when you enter a party, really... Aw- Try eating something healthy at home before you go to that party. Studies have shown that if you enter a party with a fuller stomach, you're gonna eat less. That's number one. Number two, focus on eating what's fresh. Number three, don't add any salt. Number four, if you can fill up on some good healthy nuts, and I'm just saying like a little pinch, not a handful or a a hefty fistful because there are high calories in nuts, you can actually allow yourself to fill up on more healthful items and then wait it out till that dinner comes and keep your portions small. And last and most important, remember to drink water in between anything that you've been drinking that isn't water because you want to stay hydrated. Oftentimes, the holidays can create a lot of dehydration because of high intake of sodas, teas, coffees, and alcohol. That's the way to keep up. This was amazing, Dr. Sami. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that all of the listeners out there really understand how to have a healthy but happy holiday season. Thank you for having me. Happy holidays. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, submit your ideas on hmh4u.org backslash podcast. Your suggestion could be included in the You Asked For It special episodes. That's all for today. Until next Wednesday, thanks for listening. All participants on the Health You podcast have willingly and openly shared their stories. They have not been paid or incentivized for sharing. The views expressed by our guests solely belong to them and are not necessarily aligned with Hackensack Meridian Health.